Live from it. the air-conditioned comfort of the All Things yeah. Comedy Studios in beautiful Burbank. You know, I never get tired of the theme song. I still love the theme I song. I love it. I know you guys get tired of it, but uh, we, uh, we, Too we bad. still kind of love it. Hawaii yeah. Five-O had the same theme song for 12 seasons. Yeah, they didn't change. Yeah, Star mm-hmm. Trek was the same in syndication, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's what we're going <laughs> to stick with. <laughs> My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. we got a lot of movies we're going to talk about today, including The Circle, um, Boss Baby, Sandy Wexler, and um, we've this episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Oh, shit. HelloFresh.com we'll be talking about a little later as well. But uh, we got some announcements to make, for we sure. we got some big announcements to make. First of all, I know we get, we're, getting a lot, uh, we're getting a lot of new listeners. For those of you just joining us, uh, this is a movie review podcast. We talk yes. about films that just came out the past Last weekend, we have our funny comedy friends on to there give us their opinions, and uh, we make fun of some stuff, and we give you some information. <laughs> yes, we also yeah we also uh, drop a little knowledge on you too. Yeah, yeah, and some and some fine sponsors. Yes, coupon <laughs> <laughs> <Spoop on> codes. <laughs> What's our big announcement? Our big announcement is uh, the Patreon. We're still we're working on um, actually adding a little more content. Now you're getting a bit of a social media bump into the uh, Patreon. So what we started doing, so all of you guys that uh, that gave money in April, you were just charged uh, May 1st, and so all the rewards are starting to go out. One of the rewards at the $2 and up level is you get access to Patreon-only posts, and we just yes. started doing that. Um, so there's one that came out uh I think yesterday that uh, Daniel, our social media guy, did, and we'll talk about it a little later on. Mm-hmm. The polls you get to vote on, and also yes. we've said at the at the five dollar level, you're going to get bonus audio content. We started releasing that last week. Yep, you get a movie recommendation yeah. every uh, every week from either the guest or Graham or myself. Mm-hmm. And then at the ten dollar level, this is where we like everyone to be. <laughs> this is where you get. Uh, all of the bonus content. You're going to get the uh, posts. You're going to get to be able to vote in the polls. You're going to get the mo- movie recommendations, and also you're going to get an extra episode. Yeah, and it's probably going to we're going to we're going to try to get it like uh, we want to work towards getting an extra episode a week if we can. Yeah, at, at least two or three a month. Yeah, that's um, where we're working towards. Uh, that's definitely in the goals right now. It's the uh, monthly, weekly film news. Mm-hmm. Which so uh, Neil goes over the news of the pretty much the last couple weeks in movie news. And the, we did our first one. It was a great episode. It was really, it's, it was it's really, really cool. Fun. He got he goes into a lot of stuff we didn't know. Right. Um, so you're getting reactions from us too, going really? Yeah. <laughs> did the studio really make that decision? Yeah. yeah they did. <laughs> they do a lot of dumb things. Uh, and we're also going to do the themed episodes and all that that yes. stuff. Uh, is going to be at the $10 and up level. So right now the $10 and up level is uh, is one bonus episode per month, but we're hoping to also to increase that, like Graham was saying. Yeah, and then and then we go up to, like, at the $50 level, you can, it's basically like a quick ad read. Just tell us yeah. the name of your company. We'll say, you know, joesmith.com sells shoes. You get your name and your URL, and, yeah. and that's not once a month. We'll do that every episode. Every episode, that's at the $50 So that's the $50 level. ad add Patreon to you. And then we've been starting to put the clips of the show on the YouTube channel, which yes. has been cool. Mm-hmm. And your credit, your name is listed in the credits there. Yep. And $5 and up. $5 and up. Frank Pulaski's been helping us with that. Mm-hmm. So And that'll uh, become more consistent, too, as more money comes in. Mahalo and aloha so, to Frank. You guys are partners. You know, the, the more people that uh, contribute to the Patreon, the more money we have to actually create more content and do all these things for you. 
Um, Aaron just gave me this signal to get closer to the mic. He just started patting his lips at first, and I was like, "It's weird." Was it unclear? That was a weird signal. And it was like, he was like, "Dude, I was like, is like, he like tired he's, or, or I, what was is the?" He's gonna send up smoke signals. What was the? How long has it been since your last TV production class? Twenty <laughs> <laughs> uh, some years, actually. Yes. When we, we shot stuff on, uh, well, they didn't have microphones. No, <laughs> <laughs> we had a can of string. That's yes. what we had at the University of Arizona. Bear down. Uh, this is our guest. Let, let's do it. Is it first time guest? First time guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, known this gentleman for a long time. We did. We were just talking about a, a fantastic gig we did in Oahu many years back. Uh, he has his own podcast, I believe, that he records here at the All Things Comedy Studio, and uh, he's a huge fan of the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Byrne. It's by the way, this is not the first time I've, I've been here before, but I've never been on. I just come in sometimes and hang out, and I listen, and I curl up in a corner. I have my whoopee, and I get a warm milk, and I just want to see it live in person. But this is the first time on the mics. So you guys haven't seen me before, but it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So that's who that creep was hiding in the corner. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so, you know, we, okay, well, not in the whoopee corner. Yeah. All right. This is welcome welcome to the mic, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? What's been going on? Uh, nothing much. Just traveling a ton, uh, starting from scratch again. I just had uh, my new hour special come out on Showtime called Tell the Damn Joke. Nice. So that premiered the 7th of April, so now I have a blank notebook, and I'm scared as... Shit. Good for you, dude. That's yeah. that's bold. That's that's uh, that's a ballsy move to just. I I applaud so many comics that will then start from scratch. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, that's how you have to do it, right? I mean, there's no pussyfooting around. If you want the new hour, then you you, you got to write it. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, I'm actually directing a documentary on the amazing Jonathan. Um, oh, you guys might remember wow. him. Yeah, he. Uh, so we're really close to finishing it up. Or, you know, we're going to go interview Pendulette. What's well, a documentary? Needed... They don't take that long. Yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. quick. Yeah. Just film them, boom, slap them together. Did you start yeah. it eight years ago? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, nobody got murdered. Yeah. We're not solving any <laughs> any murders. Um, but Jonathan, great, you know, staple on Comedy Central in the late 90s, Vegas headliner for many years, mm-hmm. was given a terminal heart condition three years ago. Oh. and or, or Three years ago, and he was told he had a year to live. So he's outlived expectations and decided to hit the road again. And um, I said, somebody should make a doc about that. And then... The more I started talking to him and uh, his, you know, his old road manager Joel Osborne, the more I thought, well, fuck it, I'll just do it. So I just got some cameras, and we went and filmed his uh, his return shows, and um, got, you know, go through went through his storied career, and he's a very complicated yeah. human being with some uh, with some demons, but also some uh, some unicorns. In his life, so he, he's a great guy, and we're we're looking forward to. Are getting you it out are there. you self financing this, or how are you? Just- yeah, just self financing. I I started work with the folks at Lightbox that did Searching for Sugar Man. And, oh, that's a great um, documentary. Man on Wire. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they did those docs, and I did a doc for them called China Hustle, which is coming out this year. They asked, they, they were looking around, knocking on doors, seeing if a comedian would go out and write some material for them. And for some reason, my name had come up a few times and uh, I was just like, this is not my scene. But then I was like, well, it's a, an, an immense challenge to write jokes about China shorting the US economy, <laughs> not in my wheelhouse. But I was like, fuck it, I'll just go for it. And uh, we did it, we filmed it a few months ago and it'll be coming out this year as well. That's okay. awesome, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no journey like making a documentary film. No. Yeah. Like We're it. still on ours. <laughs> yeah, We're still, like still, still not quite uh, quite finished it. We Earbuds, were, the podcasting yeah, documentary, available we were, at ComedyFilmNerds.com, guys. We were still <laughs> filling out the E&O insurance forms this morning. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about it. the let's circle. 
Okay, so the circle. First of all, Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks movie, isn't that exciting? Yes. America's yes. Julia Roberts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag America's Julia Roberts. I'm going to write that right now. Uh, this movie is, uh, God. From the director of The Spectacular Now, which is a great movie. That's a fantastic movie. The End of the Tour is a really good movie. Those are two mm -hmm. good films. And uh, director, so James uh, Ponsolt, it had an $18 million budget. And so the, the basic, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's Tom Hanks is running this sort of mega. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a tech guy. Comes out in the trailer. He seems like a really good dude. Really good yeah. dude. But okay. what, 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 like, Steve, like wait a minute now. Like, like you'd want to know what? him. You'd like you'd want to hang out with him. Yeah. Have a beer yeah. But, uh, but mainly buy product from him. Yeah. 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 He seems a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Give me your info. Um, yeah. He he runs a company that's basically if you combine like Facebook and Apple, okay. it's a mega corp tech company that you know does social media and mm -hmm. everything. And if you as you see in the trailer, they want to get all of your information. So mm -hmm. this movie was trying to make this profound social commentary on is being under on camera 24 seven, does that make you a better person? Like, doesn't that seem like an interesting debate, mm -hmm. right? Or discussion like, oh God, there's no privacy. But when I know I'm being videotaped, I act better and nicer and it makes me a better person and it can help solve crime and all this stuff. That sounds like a really cool premise. And is, is Tom Hanks the good guy that was doing this for noble reasons or is he an evil businessman with a sinister thing and Patton Oswalt is his, is his henchman? The only compelling is this mystery science theater remake <laughs> is that. <laughs> By the way, when Patton's your henchman, yes, it's like how intimidating is is this corporation? <laughs> yeah, I guess they're not that mean. Uh, the only compelling scenes are with Tom Hanks because he's Tom Hanks and he's just that right, good amazing, of an actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the first, so the movie starts out. Emma Watson has got a, just a crappy, you know. A, phone bank job and a friend of hers gets her an interview at the circle so mm -hmm. she gets to go on the circle and the, when she first comes on the campus i thought it was a parody of a tech campus right like they were showing like oh there's dog Fountains dogs and, yoga yeah, and it was like yeah. and literally i thought it was like an adam sandler like right. type parody mm -hmm. over the top of what a tech that google intern movie oh my god and then all of the people that work there they're trying to show that they're sort of like zealots for this company and right. and and they'll they're all drinking the Kool-Aid and and you know yes. doing the corporate speak and the circle is the best and it's yeah. double plus good and all this stuff yeah. but they're these fake two-dimensional characters that are ridiculous right. like people were laughing in the theater where, where oh. the, was the logo of a circle conspicuously looked like a piece of fruit with a bite out of it. <laughs> what do you mean, Chris? Like a, a pear or a tangelo? Um, yeah, it was that kind of stuff. And just preposterous um, things happen story-wise. Was it at all like the firm where it was like this, oh, there's more layers of like under, you know, of like the underbelly of this corporation where it gets more sinister and more sinister? And is yeah. there a slide like in the Star Chamber? Well, the two <laughs> movies you mentioned are interesting movies to watch. And those those layers are connected and they make sense. Right. <laughs> this yeah, movie just yeah, introduces yeah. things that yeah. make no sense. Mm -hmm. and Like it, an app update. Like <laughs> Exactly. That doesn't work. Yes. That crashes and you have to wait okay, for the next one. I, I get it now. I got it. Um, I got to say, I saw the trailer. I was not that intrigued. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it seemed like something I probably would have seen. 
if I read about it. Right. It'd be like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And then I saw the trailer, and I wasn't, I wasn't motivated to go and spend. And I love Tom Hanks, and yeah. I love Emma Watson. Right. By the way, she's Britain's Tom Hanks. I don't know <laughs> yes. if you've heard yes. that, but that's what she's known as. It over is there. true. Yeah. Um, but like, okay, so so John, uh, if I'm saying it right, Boinga, who plays, who was in um, A Force Awakens. Yes. Mm-hmm. The black guy. The black. Guy. <laughs> the black yeah. He's the, yeah. least the black guy. Yeah. Um, he. He's introduced as someone, you're like, oh, this could be intriguing. And then he sort of introduces and then out of nowhere just wildly introduces like the cover up and the scandal and the be careful. And then we never really hear from him again. Right. You know, like it's just shit like that. Uh, a, few, a few scenes were missing. Yeah. And then all these <laughs> contrived things mm. to further this ridiculous plot. And then like Tom Hanks is not even in the movie that much. I was just going to say that this sounds like this Tom Hanks is like, look, we'll get Tom Hanks. We'll shoot him in and out in like four days. And then we'll just make the movie around his cameos. Yeah, he says, I'm I'm getting a million of this 18 million for my four days of shooting. Right. Yeah. Put them in the trailers and, and that's, yeah. Yeah, and this will help sell it and I'm going to mm-hmm. take off. Like on paper, it would, right? This director's pedigree, Emma Watson, yeah. Tom Hanks, an interesting story. You think this could be great. But Some moral ambiguity. Moral ambiguity. It's mm-hmm. a sad thing that it's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's actually good in it. He plays. He's Emma great Watson's in everything, dad. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. truly great in everything. And it was his last film, and so you're. I was just like, oh man, it's like when John Candy did Wagons East. Mm-hmm. That was his last movie. We <laughs> just talked about it last week on the Patreon. It yeah. was uh, Transformers, the animated movie, was Orson Welles's last film. No. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right? Orson. Rosebud. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he also was doing yep. wine ads at the time, so things were. He was on kind of a. Orson was in a. The Transformers but, animated was movie, movie was his last. Yeah, he played Unicron, the uh, the planet eating Transformer. Oh, poor Orson. Welles. Which yeah. sounds like a slam against Orson Welles's weight problem. <laughs> yeah. what it like. they were really <laughs> yeah. going after him hard or something. So yeah, this movie. Uh, and then I've checked it. It's like it got eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And, and you were saying the that's circle? pretty accurate. Yeah, the circle. I said that's. Yeah, it's one for each one of the millions that wow. they spent on this. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Tom. Hanks. Yeah, in, in the in the trailer, it looked like Johnny Boy- Boyega. Is that how you say yeah. it? It looked like he would be like the love interest. Right. That's what I assumed in seeing it, and I thought, oh, wouldn't okay. that be neat? Wouldn't that but, be uh, intriguing? And then, yeah. like, so I don't know. It's it's you know Tom Hanks. He does Sully, which I really liked. I mean, he does those movies, uh, Inferno. I know you're not a fan of those movies, but yeah. I, I find them entertaining. But then it's like a really, hologram all of them? for the king. and <laughs> <laughs> They're entertaining. <laughs> or we just did a special thing where you talked about why you like the Transformers animated yes. movie from the 80s. <laughs> all right. I'm just checking. But then there's all these like, you know. By the way, he grew his hair out like a hockey hair, like a hockey mullet for the first one, right? Yes. The da Vinci yeah. Code. Da Vinci yeah. Code, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He got a lot of shit for like having like. More hair. Like more hair, yeah. For looking mm-hmm. like a Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tank's always he'll do a cool thing. He'll do Bridge of Spies, and then he'll right. do this, these other movies like that. You know, on paper, when he signed on for this, it might have looked really cool. And then what happened is not what was what he thought. I recently saw Road to Perdition. That's a I great went back movie. and watched it. What a great! I mean, yep. just oh, he's that, so good in that movie. That's mm-hmm. the scenes between him and Paul Newman. Yeah, when he's when Paul Newman goes, there's only murderers in this room. You're just yeah. like, oh, and how Tom Hanks just 
he's so stone faced and cold, and it's it's so, so not him. No, so right. not so him. not him. Mm-hmm. So out of his element. But you still uh, you still like him. Yeah, he's still well, like we put him. Bef- and you believe him. Last week before the circle came out, we put on the Patreon. We put a poll of like we picked ten of your favorite Tom Hanks movies, and I was hoping Road to Perdition was going to get more votes, but it mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's a fantastic film. Great so, movie, yeah. So don't go to Circle. Go watch Road to Perdition. Yeah. But time better spent. Time better spent. So uh, so now, uh, Steve, you saw Boss Baby. Oh, now, yeah. Now, how old are your kids? My daughter's five. Uh-huh. My son is a year and a half. Okay. So, I thought you were going to say, one, like, one's 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we actually had the book and read the mm-hmm. book and all that stuff. And, yeah, it was uh, – I got to say, I, I saw the movie thinking, okay, it's another – you know, you go in, you kind of check out. Like we saw Trolls, and Trolls right. was just like, let's just jam a song in here and have them dance and sing. And right. it's just horrible. But, you know, the kids love it. But mm-hmm. this this movie was actually really entertaining. I really uh-huh. enjoyed Boss Baby. Watchable I thought for it was, parents, too. I thought it was watchable for parents. I thought Alec Baldwin was great. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some lines in there that, you know, it, it's his inflection that sold, that made jokes out of non-jokes, right. is what I would say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you got your typical, like, let's show his ass, and, you know, he farted, and there's those jokes, which is yes. in all of them. But uh, there were some really great kind of clever pieces in it. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. Boss Baby. I would, as soon as I came home, I was telling my wife, I was like, you got to see this movie. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Get back in the car, take her again, she'll go see it in now, two how did, weeks. Now, how did your five-year-old like it? Loved it. Loved she it. loved it. And then she comes home and she calls our son Boss Baby and, you know, was uh-huh. quoting lines and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, she definitely digs it. My, my daughter's a huge, huge movie. She loves movies. And it was funny. We were flying yesterday from Hawaii and I was going through my computer. She memorizes the scroll of uh, Star Wars films. So I was showing her something a year ago. She'd done it at four. I think I read it to her three times maybe. Return of the Jedi. She knew the whole thing. With inflection, by the way. Wow. It's like stunning. Yeah. It's, so it's really amazing. She's some sort of uh, Star Wars savant. Love Star Wars. I have One of the best pictures I it's framed in our house is of her at the Cheesecake Factory. And she's got her hands out and her eyes are closed. And she's like trying so hard. And, I was, and, and then she just gave up. I go, what are you trying to do? She's like, I'm trying to use the force on my food. She was trying to lift her food up <laughs> using the force. I was like, this is Awesome. Wow, this is like the awesome. coolest girl ever. Let's and make then, sure she uh, doesn't go to the dark side because then yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. wife in trouble. Yeah. yeah, I think that happens at 13. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> With all children. And there's cheesecake everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you this. Is there a movie, like a kid's movie, that you took that your daughter just did not like, just turn, tuned out? Um, I, ha- I have to say it hasn't happened yet. I was apprehensive to show her Rogue One. So I didn't, because I saw it in the theater. I was like, wow, it's fucking great but it's you know it's 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 intense. pretty violent it's five, pretty intense five's young for sure and then i saw it on tv and i was like i think the aesthetics of not being in a theater hearing it with the speakers and all, mm-hmm. you know on tv it just seemed to lessen the impact a bit more mm-hmm. so i showed a rogue one at home and she loved it absolutely okay. loved it and we went mm-hmm. to disney and she was you know oh there's k2so and i was like right, oh, right, right, yeah right. she she got on board right away so mm-hmm. i think star wars is is fine i and that's usually i think the threshold i think for some of these in terms of like violence or mm-hmm. violent images it's a very calculated thing for disney especially with you know avengers movies and star wars yeah and stuff. i think the median age that they is like eight-ish around there where some kids can handle more than others obviously when you, if you know your kid yeah they can handle more like is like my daughter 
How old is she? How old is she? She's 12, and my oh, son is 8. Yeah. And, you know, they both love the Star Wars movies. But, you know, the thresholds were different for them. Like, my daughter couldn't handle the violence earlier the way my son could. Right. Because, uh, like, she actually would get upset if, like, there, you know, Godzilla, if people were dying on screen. Whereas uh, a boy, a kid, no, more violence. They, they, they want to yeah, see boys more are things, evil. Yeah, yeah, more right. things <laughs> blow up, you know, earlier. There's... Uh, he can only fall asleep to The Godfather. Right, exactly. <laughs> like the James Conn tollbooth scene. Put that on, Daddy. I'm, I want to get sleepies. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, so. he just turns to, to, to his sister, I'm smart. Yeah. I can do things. That's yeah. <laughs> what my people say. So, so I really think, too, like now with Disney owning all of these properties and uh, yeah. franchises, it's like it's a very calculated thing. We don't want to make him too violent that, uh, you know, we age out of this age group, but we also don't want to make him too boring where you know we're not getting them and their adults uh, you know and their parents and everything it's, yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a fine line but i think they're hitting it for sure they definitely are mm-hmm. they, they definitely hit the sweet spot especially force awakens if you compare force awakens and rogue one there is just a more i wouldn't say neutered but a more safe approach i think to some of the set pieces especially the last 30 minutes but right Again, the great thing about Star Wars is you leave there knowing all their names. Right. And I remember we were we went to Disneyland after Force Awakens came out, and my daughter had just seen it once at the time. And mm. so she was scared <laughs> as shit of Kylo Ren. And we're waiting in line to go meet, like, Chewbacca. Right. And mm-hmm. then I go, and, and we, next door we can go meet Kylo Ren. She goes, I do not like the black guy. And... Every everybody in line just turn around. They're like, "What the?" F-? You know, and it's just like, and then she, and then and then thank God she goes in the mask. I was like, "There she is." Thank you. <laughs> not a racist. So, one of those challenges. I do not like the black guy. One, two, three. In the mask. Yes. There's my girl. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you should have just gone. That's my girl before she's yeah. in the mask. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, Trump sixteen. Because um, that's the place too at Disneyland. They have these uh, areas where they're like autograph areas where you wait in line and you can either meet Chewbacca or Kylo Ren and then you know they'll sign the autograph book right. for the kids and take pictures. Boba Fett. And, and Boba Fett. Yes. There's a. Um, but it's like all back near Space Mountain where you're not even really sure it's there. It's in this weird spot in uh, Disneyland. And it's also one of those places that's never crowded because people don't know it's there. Right? Yeah. So you can go in. They have a uh, recreation of the canteen mm-hmm. from like Mos Eisley. So it's a really cool thing. They've got like some documentaries playing uh, from J.J. Abrams. So if you are in Disneyland, it's it's a cool place to check out if you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And the great thing is seeing all the kids dress up. My daughter goes as Ray all the, every time we go. Oh, and wow. so when those storm, the first order stormtroopers come walking through it they always stop because all the kids want their pictures with them but these yeah. stormtroopers keep walking through they're just there for presence right. and they've always stopped to take a picture with her it's pretty bad yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome, i mean yeah disney knows what it's doing when it yeah, comes yeah for sure yeah. well let me just get back to boss baby real quick is so sorry let's talk about the circle yes yeah. <laughs> fantastic it's a great stop talking about this. <laughs> uh, so boss baby had a 125 million dollar budget and for an animated film? For an animated film. Really? Oh, yeah. So that's the estimated budget. Now, it's done over like $150 million gross since it came mm-hmm. out, I think, uh, March 31st. Let me ask you this. Both of you guys that go to a lot of these movies because you yes. have kids, mm-hmm. I mean, and specifically Steve with Boss Baby, it, was that justified or was that just like big voice paydays? or, or like? I think, look, I don't know what they're doing differently in terms of animation, where I, I couldn't tell you the difference between a $50 million animated right. film and a $125 million animated film. I will say this. Aesthetically, 
it was gorgeous. There were some set pieces in there where the older brother's dreaming and he's using his imagination like with pirates or whatever. Um, I saw like different color patterns and color schemes I've never seen in an animated film. A lot before. of render time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. like when you see the Suicide Squad, uh, you know, uh, the the marketing campaign and and the logo at the end with like this pink neon mm-hmm. and light green. It was right, like right. that's fucking cool. I've never seen that before. Like that's how I felt watching certain set pieces with uh, with Boss Baby, where just it looked gorgeous. Like the last time I saw Moana, Moana, I, oh, I right. thought, wow, this is a beautiful. St- a beautiful yeah. looking film. Mm-hmm. I felt the way. That way with Boss Baby, which is weird because you wouldn't mm-hmm. think that the landscape uh, opposite of Hawaii and Moana right. would lend itself to this. But Zootopia did that too. With yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, the landscapes were, you could tell there was a lot of creativity that went into it. Now, that's interesting. Um, Boss Baby is going to get the best review of the three movies that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. Um, I saw Sandy Wexler. Now, uh, I wanted to see this movie because a- as a film podcast, <laughs> we've been ignoring uh, some of the streaming <laughs> movies that have come on, and uh, these are big deals. These are movies they, they that are... normally would be out in the movie theaters mm-hmm. with giant billboards and campaigns behind them, but Netflix is changing the rules. However, they're not making the movies better. So. <laughs> but it, the, honestly, though, the thing is, and it's why it is important for you, one of us to see it and talk about it, is because yes. they are changing the rules. It took me three days to get through it, by the way. <laughs> 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 are you serious? Yeah, I couldn't watch. I, I had to. I had to. Every time, the two yeah. times you hit resume playing, like, how much longer? Here we go. It's yeah, an, you look it's at the an time Adam bar and... comedy. You think, well, it's, it's eighty-nine <laughs> minutes or something. No, this movie is two hours and eleven. minutes Sandy long. Wexler's yes, two hours and eleven minutes long. Get the fuck it's out. Like like this weird epic Hollywood story. If, uh, if I mean, the only way I could describe it is if Adam Sandler made Broadway Danny Rose, and that's what this movie was. Star Smile Strong. Yes. Oh, that's. <laughs> but but worse, you said, but, right? Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Not but but hor- horrifyingly incompetently made. Well, the <laughs> thing. The, well, let me just say this though: why it's important that you did see this is is. I didn't have to. That's the first yes. thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're welcome. No, but so you uh, pass the baton from the circle. <laughs> yes. Chris is yes. like, all right, I'll take it over from here. <laughs> Flip a coin on which yeah, bag right. of shit yeah. you got to watch. <laughs> but no, we do that sometimes. It is it is relevant, and we can't we can't not acknowledge these movies because what is significant here is the first one of these Sandler films that came out a couple years ago. The the Hateful Eight, the fake, the re, his yes. joke on that one. Right. Um, the Cobbler is one of them in there. The and... Ridiculous Six. Uh-huh. Um, so when that came out in 2015, I was told it crashed Netflix. So many people wanted to see it. And then he's done the do-over in 2016. Mm-hmm. Right. And so his movies are the most streamed anything on Netflix. Yeah, I don't think Netflix has buyer's remorse because of the amount of eyeballs that they're getting from these films, regardless of the quality. Well, it makes sense yeah. because, look, the majority of Sandler's movies in the old in the 90s in the old model, like even uh, Little Nicky tanked, tanked, yes. tanked at the box office, mm-hmm. but it made a bunch of money overseas and a bunch of money in back then in DVD. When right. And it was also was one of the uh, failures of their films of Happy Madison because it had such a much higher budget. Like right. they were used to having these Rob Schneider movies or Joe Dirt with or whatever. $15 with million tiny, dollar budget. Yeah, 10, tiny, yeah. tiny budgets, 10 million, 15. And then like, Oh, this movie only made five, ten million in its opening weekend. They're like, well, who cares? It only we we started. But, yeah, yeah but we got our I, money. I think back. the thing that and what Netflix tapped into here with these is they realized looking at his video sales, 
his global video sales yeah. always were amazing. Right. And so they that's why you're like, why do they keep making this? Oh, it, it was out of the it was out of the well, theaters in two weeks because so and so what they did though is you went and you didn't go to the theater to see these. You'd go to the video store and get stoned and watch his movies. Yes. Now you do that on Netflix. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and this movie was such an uh, an interesting mess because it, <laughs> it seemed like it, it wanted to be sweet. It wanted to be it had funny. The, it, it wanted to be. It really had this air of like, well, this is Adam Sandler trying to uh, uh, kind of have an air of, of authenticity because it's mm-hmm. based on his manager of many, many years, right? Of Sandy Wernick. So you really had this kind of shoehorned in kind of like. Um, uh, poignant feel to it, right? But it didn't work at all, at all, because it's it's Adam Sandler doing this really weird, goofy, you know, Jerry Lewis voice, and every scene he's in is makes it weaker and weaker and weaker as the film progresses. Because there's a hundred cameos in it, yeah. John Apatow, Colin Quinn, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, I mean, there there's all these uh, um, uh, cameos, and there was a couple of nostalgic parts for it, especially too, because it's set in the '90s mm-hmm. and part of the comedy scene. They so shot you the see, improv, the Hollywood you improv. saw the improv, yeah. you saw Bud, and we're like, you know, this is kind of when we were at the improv in right. the '90s, and um, so it, there was kind of like, so it had that little bit of authenticity to it that mm-hmm. most Adam Sandler films don't have. Um, so I'm looking at this movie and I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is like an attempt. To try to add like a little um, just reality into this film, but it it, it, it fails so horribly on so many different levels. And then also, it like there's like no jokes in it. The other there's a couple funny jokes in it, but again, two hours and twelve minutes long. It's a yeah. long time to wait between jokes. And you know, Kevin James is in it as a ventriloquist. You know, there there's a there's an Adam Sandler formula that Jay Leno also does. Is where okay, whatever the obvious joke is, whatever the first joke that comes in your head, that's what we're gonna go with. There's not that hey, uh, here's what the setup is. Let's try to figure out a different way to approach this joke, this scene. There's none of that in right. any Adam Sandler movie uh, ever, and this this movie is no exception. And this is the type of movie that deserved that, and it could have made it a little bit more interesting or more um, uh, just even even just more coherent. And then but then the most glaring aspect of what went wrong was this weird chemistry between Jennifer Hudson and Adam Sandler. That was the love interest. Jennifer Hudson and Adam Sandler. Just think about that for a second. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if I don't know if there's a mathematical <laughs> formula of chemistry, but yeah. this would be absolute zero. It was un- like like yeah. she's, she's trying her best to act. Like she was would really be falling in love with Adam Sandler and this weird voice and how he's like always lying to clients and it just it fell completely flat. It's a, such a shame because you know you grow up like most of us we're all probably the same age and Sandler was the shit. Yeah, hey, could you, do you no go, wrong. And now it's almost like he's doing these Ernest goes to camp movies where it's just like. Just pumping them out, doesn't care, show up to promote stuff and sweatpants. It's like, dude, could you just give a shit a little bit? Because I'll be back on board, but it's just like, he's just phoning it in. It's, it's really what it I'm, feels I'm like. I'm so bummed. Yeah, it's, well, it, and this is the one time where the opportunity was there to do something better. Like, but he yeah. always makes the same mistake. Yeah. He mm-hmm. First of all, it, it Steve, you make a great point. So many of his movies I feel like are first drafts. Mm-hmm. It's like what you said, Chris. They just There's the obvious joke. They don't sit there and go, here's a funny premise, let's make it better. Yeah. Right. Like, go, go, you, you know, you, if you've ever had a writing gig, if there's a good producer, showrunner, whatever, they go, 
give me more on this. Yeah. Right. Give me more on this. And so think of it in a different way. Think of it in a different way. And yeah. the other thing, when he tries to go serious, he can't. The only time he's been able to do it is in Punch Drunk Love when Paul Thomas Anderson sat on him, forced him. Right? Yeah. Forced him to do it. And it's like you see his talent and ability. He is funny. Genuinely, yeah, absolutely. He's a genuinely funny guy. He's a nice guy. And you look at, I remember when Punch Drunk Love came out, which was 10, some 15 years ago, and I was like, oh, yes, more of this. Yeah. More of this. And you never saw it. You never saw it. It's like Burt Reynolds. Like, literally, Mm Burt Reynolds did Deliverance Mm -hmm. and The Longest Yard, and then fucking Stroker Ace and Smoking the Bandit Nine, and just, you know, like. I mean, you know. no one can accuse Adam Sandler of making great movies, but they they hit a uh, mark for sure, and they they were you know massively successful one after the other. Yeah, and it didn't matter; they were reviewer proof. But now, like you said, these really feel like you're not only are you phoning it in, but here was an opportunity to make something a little bit more real, a little bit more poignant. And you have all these great cameras, Judd Apatow, and all these other people are in this movie. Um, and you just waste this opportunity to do like phoned Steve in said, bullshit. we would all jump back on yeah. board completely. If he had a great, oh, right. I, I mean, I'd this love was... to see one that that was great, but I haven't heard anybody go, "You got to see this new." No. I'd be like, "Yeah, I yeah. want to." This movie, I want to. It, it felt like the first draft. It was thirty percent towards a good movie. Like Man. it was like it was like just if if it was just completely retooled and redone and just thought about in a different way, it could have been interesting. You almost wondered, did he? Does he hate his manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, it, it really you know, felt that way. I'm like, well, <laughs> right, now you're right. just kind of making fun, and not even in an interesting way. Like, you know, we've already seen Broadway Danny Rose, and yeah. we've it's it's there, it's a classic. It's if you're going to make that movie, you can't make a worse version of it. Right. Yeah, and, that, exactly, and that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, that's so, too bad. So there, I took one for the team. Uh, and, it took a, and it took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours, 11 yeah. minutes. Three-day journey. Yeah. Um, well, let's so, talk about uh, the Hello good folks Fresh. at HelloFresh. Yeah. Now, here's what's exciting about them. They are actually lowering their prices. No. Yes. It already no. was so affordable, Chris. I know. Now, they're less than $10 a meal. Oh, my less God. Less than $10 a... a meal. Because, you know, there's a lot of competition coming on the market. It is. But, you know, you want to stick with HelloFresh. They... Uh, they do veggie boxes, classic boxes. You can order three, four, five different meals per week designed by, uh, designed for either two or four people, and there are new recipes every week. Well, that's the thing I love about these guys is if it's – as I've said before, I don't – You're still using them. I still use them. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience to go like – Handpick parsley and whatever. No. Like, I'm not going to get that. But they send you all the no, ingredients. We're not in the cavemen. Ma- no. <laughs> what are we going to pick out our own produce? What am I, a sommelier? I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> somewhere between a caveman and a pretentious dick is HelloFresh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You got to find that sweet spot. <laughs> so, and they, so they send it all to you, and it's easy because, and, and at, it, if you showed me the ingredients and what was, required, maybe I might go, oh, I can't do this too easy. They make it so easy. The meals cook about 30, 40 minutes right. and super healthy and like better than I could ever do. Yeah. And and uh, it's also, um, the kids like it too. Like mm-hmm. our, like they have like the family box is a little more family friendly where there's less spice and stuff like that. So um, it's a good choice because our kids picky eaters, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids, as a lot of kids are. The other thing I like about HelloFresh is you could stop like at any time, like, oh, you're going on vacation or, um, you're off this week, you know, it's spring break or whatever. You gotta get through Sandy Wexler. You gotta get through Sandy Wexler. Yeah. I gotta have stockpile supplies <laughs> to get through this movie. Uh, and you can like say, all right, just, we're, I'm not, no HelloFresh this week. 
or know how fresh next week, and then you can just resume when Cause you're Because you ready. can't have food in your stomach when you watch Sandy Wexler? <laughs> no, you, you can't. It's, it's just, it makes it harder. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to make you guys pay full price. That would be no, crazy. come on. What are so, we, dicks? Why don't we do $30 off the first week of HelloFresh? Go to HelloFresh.com and use the coupon code COMEDYFILMNERDS30. We wanted to make it as long as possible. Comedy Film Nerds 30. Comedy Film Nerds 30. That's how old Chris and I are. We're 30 (laughs) years old. HelloFresh.com. We started doing stand-up when we were three. Yes. Like like Boss Baby. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, do it. Comedy Film Nerds 30. Let's talk about a couple of trailers we all watched. Oh, my God. 47 meters down. This trailer about being stuck in a shark tank. With these, with these giant CG sharks that don't even look real, looked hilarious to me. Yeah, uh, and it's what, what, what was what did you say, Steve, about Liam Neeson's daughter? Liam Neeson's daughter just needs to stay home. Yeah, yeah she should yeah. not leave the home. Yeah, she's, she's, just, she's just always she's got always in trouble, taken by something or someone, or a yeah. shark or something yeah. bad. We can uh, go uh, visit this cave in Afghanistan. Yeah. Why? Why? No, don't, don't no, do that. don't You're do not that. To. Yeah, and and forty seven meters down. <laughs> Riding a bicycle through a minefield seems fun. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like, oh, this seems. Uh, this is really what it is. It's that that typical trope of like, uh, well, let's do something absolutely ridiculous. What could go wrong? And uh, it's a shark. Thing. But like, it's why is the shark. cable? Who wouldn't check the cable? Right. The cable is like s- tethering and springing and just like. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing you would check, right? Like you right. do a safety check yeah. before you board uh, the boat. It's like, mm-hmm. and then of course you see ting, 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 bing. Like, oh yeah, maybe like, I should. Of course. You'd see one tether yeah. and go, nope. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure there's some hor- when you actually watch them. I'm sure there's some horrible exposition dialogue of like. Hey Jimmy, you're gonna fix that cable? Uh, it'll be fine. Yeah, I don't yeah, have the yeah, money yeah. yet. I'll we get just... to it later. Yeah, as soon so. as we get through these two rich now, Americans, we'll this, be. This is Matthew Modine's The Circle. So, oh. <laughs> you know, he was in and out for like what two days? I don't know, like give him a couple. No, I think it was more than that. I think he went. They're shooting this in the Caribbean. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Can I bring my family? Yeah. All, you guys got a house All for right. me? <laughs> All right, I'll throw us a bunch of kids to the sharks. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is uh, it's all one location underwater with a bunch of CG sharks, but they look so fake and so ridiculous. I really feel like now I'm going out on a limb on this. I really feel like that. Um, this is going to be one of those self-aware horror comedies where it looks so ridiculous that they're in on the joke for it. Um, if it's not and it's treated seriously, it's a complete swing and a miss. I, I, yeah, I'm wondering because they literally they show you everyone who's going to die in the movie right. in the trailer. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they do that quick cut horror thing where the shark is like. About to chomp. How many near misses were there? By the way, yeah. there's like at there's, least eight. There's only two people in the cage, and there's yeah. two hot girls. At the beginning, and two dudes on vacation, like, you girls got to try something different. They're like, yeah, and they all do shots. I thought they were g- the next scene was going to be them having anal. Right. <laughs> but it's like doing something different is getting in a cage and hang with shots. It's like what, the minute you see that fin come out of the water, it's like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, no, I, who would, who would mm, want to do that? A giant fin. Yeah. And literally the fin of like a 40-foot shark. Oh, yeah, and you guys just dress in these seal suits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, wear a chum mask. Yes. And get yourself to. We're on our period. Is that bad? Get in the water. Get in the water. These flippers are made from salmon. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it makes. I, I hope, Chris, you're right. Because it is. I, I wonder, like, maybe they are so self aware 
that it's this is the first Sharknado or something like right. yeah. <laughs> because and they're the fastest, craziest sharks I've ever seen in oh, my yeah. life. Oh yeah, they're, they're yeah. like alien sharks. Yeah, it's that's why it's so like they're not even trying to make them look like real sharks. So the shark it, ate the phone. Right, right. Yeah, it the ate, shark a phone. ate the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been. Have you guys been fishing? I've been fishing where you cast a line. In where the fish are, and they will swim past the bait. They will right. swim past. Yeah. This shark ate a fucking phone. Yeah. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't even like a a fish shaped phone. No, like in a case was, or something. No. <laughs> Did you get the new tuna can uh, yeah. <laughs> case for your iPhone? Yeah, this movie. I hope. I'll go see it. Yes. <laughs> Mandy Moore in a bathing suit. I'm, go, I'm going. Yeah. All right. I'll go sit. All right. I love her. And Steve's got a certain spe- a specific set, set of skills. Absolutely. Now, I do have a very specific Now, trailers. Uh, we also have Once Upon a Time in Venice. Now, this is the new Bruce Willis taken movie, except, or actually, it's more like a John Wick because yeah. his dog gets, instead of killed, his dog gets kidnapped. His dog gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and he's got a, uh, a desk with a bunch of. Guns, Gun, on guns on it, guns you know, with a flip open. We all have that flip up desk yep. where it's like, you <laughs> this know, one right like, here. It all, all right. things combined. We can flip this open, yep, and there's yeah. a and then rocket there's launcher underneath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like now, so, you're making me curious. I think it might actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie Let's try just, something different. Yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about this this flick because I love this. Seemed like a movie Bruce Willis would have done 15 years ago. Right. Right. You know, uh-huh. it doesn't seem... Well, the question we were all having when we were watching the trailer... It got funny later in the trailer. Like, not mm-hmm. like right away. First, it's, oh, I think they're taking it very seriously. But now, towards the end, oh, is this now, is this a parody? Is but this yeah, a is funny... this movie self-aware of those right. Bruce Willis 90s action movie, yeah. this time yeah. it's personal? Like, yeah. <laughs> is that... I don't know. Because, yeah, you, you asked a great question, Chris. Did, the, did they... Is this movie just awful? And they're like, there's nothing they can do with it. Or did they screw up the trailer and they didn't cut it like a comedy? Because we've talked about this a lot on this show. Right. They so often do not know how to cut a trailer no. for a comedy. Like yeah. if this is, a, this looks like if it is an actual action comedy, it could be kind of fun and funny and right. like a, a good escapist John Wicky type movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a John Wickish or or Jack Reacher that's kind of making fun of that a of little bit. Of John more. Wick and Jack Reacher yeah. and yeah. those right. movies. Yeah. But it, it's almost like McGruber. Was great at parodying everything you've ever seen in an action right. film. He's right. blowing up his friends after he assembles the team, and it's mm-hmm. fucking one of the greatest like films about. But this in the trailer, I never got a sense that they were self-aware. Yeah, I got a sense that they had they had jammed in a few jokes, especially at the end. And look, you look on paper again. It's a great cast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. John well, Goodman's John Goodman, in it. Yep. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know. It just seemed like something that if I was in a movie theater back. I'd rent it, but I don't know that I'd go paint. I feel it. like I'm going to see this on, on a plane six yeah. months down the road. From I'm going to be flying yeah, a gig yeah, yeah. and see this on a plane, and I'm going to go, oh, that's cool. It's, a, it's in Venice. It's kind of near mm-hmm. where I live. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know that place. Right that's after cool. I watch earbuds and make sure the counter goes up by one for yeah. our license. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You're assuming we're going to be on a, get an airplane deal? Oh, we're going to oh, get an yeah, airplane right. deal. Yeah. All right. I'll switch airlines. Yes. <laughs> Being the one I fly on drags people off the plane. I won't yeah. name names, but that's United Airlines that I've been flying with. They're assholes. Yeah. Oh, no. You have a lot of points with them. <laughs> <laughs> I've flown over a million miles with those guys, and I saw that footage. of like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, now, I wonder if you had more points. Like, do you not get dragged off? Depends <laughs> on how many points you have. I'm sure that guy's. <laughs> What's your status? Yeah, oh, you're, yeah. not, you're, not, you're, yeah. you're not a premier executive gold plus or right. platinum? <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's his fault. Yeah. 
fly more. You should fly. Drag you, can, off. you fly more. Yeah. They don't have to drag you <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Like a savage. Um, all right. What else have we got going on? So, um, oh, no, we want to talk about uh, the DVDs yeah. coming out. Uh, a Dog's Purpose. Ooh. This was um, one of the movies that was shrouded in controversy with the treatment of the dog on set. Uh, didn't get a chance to see this movie. The kids definitely wanted to see it. We'll probably check it out on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. I never saw the video. Was it that bad? The video's kind of bad. Well, the, the problem is, too, it's like part of it's real, part of it's like a CG dog. It's kind of cut together yeah. in a weird way. So there's like all this controversy, like which part of it is real, which part isn't, why is it cut this way? And, yeah. But there were statements by the producers that, yeah, some bad shit that shouldn't have happened went down on the set for sure. Yeah, and then it just felt a little, the reaction by some of the people with regard to the film and the director felt to me... Who knows? I wasn't there. But it felt to me a little bit like backpedal spin control. Yeah. You know, just, uh, yeah. There was a lot of, hey, don't blame me. There was there was a yeah. lot of that, too. Like, hey, uh, I was like, yeah, something went wrong. And some kind of partially responsible. But <laughs> there was no definitive, this happened. It was my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there was, there was no, right, right. No accountability. Yeah, right. there was there was like, it was like meandering accountability, <laughs> if that exists. Which is weird yeah. because America, everyone's, everyone's, oh, so, accountable. everyone's so accountable. Everybody, yeah. the government, mm-hmm. corporations, that's all they do. They wake up and go, how can we be accountable and be honest and transparent to the American people? <laughs> Both yes. political parties are like that. Well, I don't know about that. Um... <laughs> uh, what else? Rings. So this is uh, the horror movie sequel that no one saw. Nope. So. And they probably won't see it now. And, uh, the first you... ring, the ring, was phenomenal. Right. Great. Now you're talking about the Japanese one or the American remake? The the uh, with uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah. Yes. The fr- that one was right. it was like it unlike was terrifying too. Any other horror film, I, I was like, this is a legit movie. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. you know you may, like The Exorcist or The Omen. It was like this yeah. is great, and then it just that franchise took a bath and it, it, so so disheartening for me. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, did you see the original Japanese version? No. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Ringu. Check- I okay. Think it's called. Uh, it's definitely there's. It, interestingly, there's a couple of like literally shot by shot same scenes. In, oh wow! In wow. Them. Yeah, like you could tell there was a real effort to keep the spirit of the first one into the American remake. Well, mission so, accomplished on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely because it was it was good and creepy. Both of them were good and creepy. Um, uh, gold. This the, was the this movie perplexes me so yeah. much. <laughs> you guys see it? I have not seen it because it's the Matthew McConaughey film. Stephen Gagan directs it. Uh, it looked like a like Oscar bait movie. Oscar almost. bait movie. It mm-hmm. looked like oh, this is McConaughey. He's mm-hmm. looking all bald and ugly and crazy, and it's based on a true story. Like those Oscar pedigree based on a true story. Good-looking A-lister make being ugly. Like, yes. These are all, <laughs> these are all, let's make an- It was his monster. It is. It, and it's like, I mean, that's how he got Dallas Buyers Club. I yeah, mean, yeah. he lost all that weight. Like, this is, oh man, okay. And it just, I think there's, it, it's, I don't know. There was know. some disconnect There's somewhere. some disconnect. Yeah. I'm so curious to see this, to go, to look at it and go- What happened? Did the critics just- Get pissy with it. They like they rub them the wrong way. Is it great? Was the marketing on yeah, it wrong? Was the marketing wrong? Yeah, or is know. it like, oh, I see. It kind of <laughs> that sounds to me like the founder, the Michael Keaton movie yes. about McDonald's, where I'd read all this stuff and I thought, oh, this is going to be an award season kind of film, and then it just kind of fizzled. And I actually went to the theater and saw it, and he was phenomenal in the right. movie. He was so good. Michael Keaton was good in the movie, but I thought the movie was good, but he was great. Yeah. 
he was better than the film. The movie yeah. definitely could have been a lot better. We had talked about this before on yeah. a couple different episodes. It's just it's you get saddened by like a missed opportunity where the Coen brothers were up to direct it. Imagine how great it would have been if they would have Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, but they were just too busy. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, curious. I really want to see Gold. I really want to see where it went wrong. <laughs> and then now this next movie you really enjoyed. This is I Am Not Your Negro. I Am Not Your Negro, in my opinion, was. And there was it was a very strong best documentary. By the way, those right. won his T-shirts, his first merch. Yeah, yes. it was I'm not sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I sold a lot of those. Tons, yeah. And then I, they did better than the Palm Strikes. Yeah, yeah, they were just, yeah. <laughs> Union made. <laughs> Union made for sure. Uh, as I said, the the not cotton. <laughs> no, no, sir, no, sir. It was a blend. Um, uh, yeah, this this was one of the stronger docs I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. As we said, the the doc category for the Academy Awards was a very they had a lot of really solid nominations. OJ, which ends up winning. 13th is a very good movie, but I am not your Negro. I recommend everybody seeing because right. it is more, it's more confrontational because, and they do an excellent job of cutting in interview footage from James Baldwin and news footage from currently of what's going on in America. Yeah. You know, and it's like, part of it's like, oh yeah, not, not much has changed. You know, it's so funny. I, I, not it's so funny. It's not funny at all, but I, I just seen uh, a new doc on Showtime um, like called Burn Motherfucker Burn about the LA riots. Oh, yeah. And you hear a lot of the sentiment in the neighborhoods about the justice system. And then, you, like, literally, you could just turn on the TV and hear the same, same stuff with Black Lives Matter. It's just like, what is going on? Like, nothing has really nothing. moved forward in, in terms of the agenda. So it's it, it's crazy to think because I'm Not Your Negro, that that took place in the 60s, right? 60s this and 70s, yeah. yeah. So James Baldwin, it's all these, and, he's, and they get also the, man. The director gets great interviews from like uh, there was a TV show that Malcolm X and Dr. King were on, so it's like you're hearing their points. Sesame of view. Street. <laughs> yeah, it's sunny day. Um, you're you're seeing a, a a great thing Bobby Kennedy says, and then James Baldwin's like immediate response to it, and it's like it's a this movie. I think every American, regardless of your ethnicity, needs to see Should this see, film yeah. because because yeah. of what you just said. Nothing. There's been very little change, so you need to go back yeah. to the history of why, and look at the problems from back then and who was trying to deal with. And part of it is there's not a lot of like leaders. They were killed. I mean, literally. Yeah. Like, and 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 everyone needs to face this. And I don't think America doesn't like to face the truth. Of about of a lot of things, our history, Americans, as I've said, they Netflix don't want Netflix's deal with Adam Sandler. They, no one wants to face that. They won't <laughs> reveal the budget. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Unknown, so, unknown. But no, everyone, no one wants to. Americans don't want to know how the sausage is made. Right. And if you want to know why, the the but we like sausage. The, the unrest is still as prevalent, and the inequalities are still as prevalent as they've ever been. You yeah. Check movie. out the doc. Yeah. Now, the next two movies are Jobs, uh, The Salesman, and The Comedian. This is a jobs so, board? Yeah. <laughs> so send in your resumes, yes. guys. <laughs> That's the, this is the uh, Iranian movie that uh, I definitely wanted to check out on DVD, The Salesman. Yeah. And, this is another uh, Oscar pick that slipped through the cracks yes. for me. Uh, and then and The Comedian. This is the, um, wasn't this the Robert De Niro movie, right? I was intrigued because I read some stuff on this, mm-hmm. and I know Jeff Ross had written some material think, for it. Material, or, or he might have written the screenplay with somebody else. I think it was partners with somebody. And I was, you know, I love Jeff. He's one of the nicest guys you guys know. He's the sweetest. And so I saw the trailer, and the first half was great. And then 
you know, the trailer was cut in a way. It's just like, oh, it's about him ending up with this girl. And it's like, now I don't give a shit. Because I wanted to see the comedian's life. I wanted to see somebody coming to grips with the end of his career or the fact that he's in trouble and he's got to do the. That to me was the interesting aspect of the film. And for us, it's a how to. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But the minute I saw the girl, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm done. I'm not going to see this. I I don't want (laughs) to bother. So, and the site spotlight and the fan feedback. Now, the weekly film news is back. You definitely want to check out uh, what Neil has to say. And also, uh, what he puts on the site is still different than the podcast that we do. There's a lot of new stuff we talk about only on the uh, Patreon podcast. Yeah, and it's a, you know, the site, the, uh, the article is, is that's written, and then we go into depth uh, with the Patreon. But also, in terms of fan feedback, so... Daniel put a photo of Hulk and Thor from the Incredible Hulk TV show with Lou Ferrigno. From the 70s, <laughs> from the yeah. the 70s. When they made a series of movies where there were like Marvel team-ups. There was a Daredevil one. There uh-huh. was a uh, a Thor one. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one more. I can't remember. There was like a third one. Well, Spider-Man was pretty well, there big was back the, the day. The Black there. Widow was in one of them too. Right. He falls in love with her. Yeah, That's right. So Daniel puts his photo yeah. up and says... Caption this photo and you guys on the Patreon page. <laughs> really funny. It was hilarious. Like, because uh, <laughs> they're both wearing, you know, I haven't seen, you know, Lou Ferrigno's hair is all crazy and he's got the pants on yeah. and uh, they both. That's, oh, yeah, the wig. And he's... Thor is it shorter. It just looks yeah. like, it's just like he doesn't it, look it, that it big and like strong. A, you know, and there wasn't a lot of costume design back then. It was like, we'll just kind of make this look like Asgardian armor somehow. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. went into wherever they shot that Universal Warner Brothers, and they right. just went in the, in the wardroom and went, I don't know, is this hat fit? There yeah. you go, put that on. <laughs> right. Was there a Valkyrie in some musical somewhere? Can we just give that to uh, give that to Thor? So, yeah, that, that was... Uh, so more of those. I love I love reading those. Thank so you yeah, and there'll be more of those on the Patreon too. Yeah, and uh, we love to read your comments for sure. Coming out this week, mm, kind of a big movie coming out this week. Yeah, the Chuck Webner story. Everyone's yes, really Chuck. getting excited for yeah. Chuck Webner story. <laughs> uh, hats off to Lev Schreiber for telling the story yep. of the real Rocky. Yep, can't wait to see it. And uh, we're all probably going to watch it on a streaming service because we will be at Guardians of the Galaxy two this yes. weekend. <laughs> Neil already has his tickets. There'll be a uh, there'll be a review as soon as possible, and uh, we are so excited to see this movie. I cannot wait for this movie. I we've talked about yeah. We we're we're gonna do a spoiler up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the early reviews seem extremely positive on it too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think the combination of first of all Marvel in general just knows what they're doing. Yeah, and they got the first one so right, so right, and established it in such a great way that they know like they'd have to really go out of their way to screw, to it, screw up. it up they'd yeah, have yeah, to exactly. like abandon everything they did correctly right. mm-hmm. and just it would be like a sports team like a football team that's like got a great receivers and a great quarterback and go all right now we're gonna we want just won the super bowl let's run the ball yeah. let's hand it to our running back was not that great like yeah. I, I just i think this is i'm i'm so far james all the, gun knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing yeah this is gonna be fantastic and um now there's actually Disneyland. They're opening the ride to correspond. Yeah, that's right. With, yeah. Uh, this is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is no more. It's now a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of drop ride. Yeah. So, so they just uh, they just did they just, they just repaint re-themed, the... they, Yeah, they rethemed <laughs> yeah. it pretty much. Uh, so uh, next time we go, <laughs> we'll have to try the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy drop ride. So instead so. of hearing that guy do that 
imagine you're entering the twilight zone. You're just yes. gonna be like Groot, and then you just drop. Yeah, and then you just drop. Do yeah, not so. push this button. Uh oh. Yeah. 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 All right, got it. So uh, that's it. That's where that's we'll be this weekend. That's our Same show. We'll be Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll be all be dressed up as Groot. Yep. Um, episode three sixty eight. I think that's it. It's it's in the books. Lock it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Byrne, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Tour dates, comedy uh, sketchings, Craigslist, <laughs> Craigslist, uh, Groupon, Gold Star. Uh, no, Steve Byrne Live. Everything is Steve Byrne Live. B Y R N E L I V E. I'll be touring a lot, and uh, yeah, that's it. And the name of your special again. Tell the damn joke, and that's to, available uh, on Showtime. You can stream it now. And the name of your documentaries, uh, the doc uh, that's coming out is called China Hustle, and then the doc I did with uh, Jonathan is always amazing. Oh wow! Because uh, it was um, he referred to Letterman introducing him as always amazing, and he said that that was it. My life set, and we thought uh, they have a good title. Wow, so, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, when that's uh, done and out, let us know. And then Absolutely, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll yeah. Make, you guys can butcher sure it. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Byrne is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to crucify your movie. It took That'll me be... three days to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Has Steve Byrne ever seen a film? Does yeah. he know what he's doing? What did he edit it on? His fucking Palm Pilot? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which they have great editing software yeah, in the palm. But thank you guys for having me. It was, it was great to hang. Yeah, man. Cool. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Really, it was. It's, it. it's been. All, it's we've been trying to get you on for a while, so this is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also up? has a uh, podcast on this very network. Oh, the Gentleman's Dojo with Gary Cannon. Yeah. Oh, oh cool. Gary Cannon. A, uh, it's basically. We have guests, but he just shits on me the whole time. So that's the <laughs> that's that's the purpose of the show. Yeah, he just shits on me constantly. Yeah. I like the title of that. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. So j- listen to Gentleman's Dojo. Um, I will be uh, May 10th. I'm going to be one of the comedians on the uh, All Things Comedy Presents at the Comedy Store, which will be awesome. I think it's like Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, Jackie Cation, um, Christina Pazinski. Uh, it's a fantastic lineup. I think it's might already be close to sold out, if not. Oh, that's yeah, great. It's sold Main out. room, right? Main room. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in the Comedy Store in 15 years. Wow. And I've never performed on the Main Room. Oh, you have I've only done the original oh, wow. room and the belly room. Mm-hmm. So if this is... I'm excited. Stage. This is it. Mm-hmm. Last, you know, and everyone tells me it's a lot different from when you were there in the 90s. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's where I'll be May 10th. And then, uh, yeah, go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds. Yes. Earbuds is for sale. LA mm-hmm. Podfest uh, is October 6th through the 8th. Tickets yep. still on sale, of course. The hotel rooms are going fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Burr and Bert Kreischer are in the festival. We've yes. announced a bunch of others, so go to LAPodfest.com. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Definitely. And uh, also with the Patreon, like I said, we have that ad tier. So if you want your name and URL of your business mentioned on every show, that's the $50 tier on uh, Patreon. Yes. And join my uh, YouTube show, The Political Vigilante. Hear me rant and rave against the, the, the system. The establishment. The establishment. <laughs> I love you, Graham. You're yeah. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Thank of you. all of them. <laughs> all right, my favorite opinions. I love you. <laughs> China. That is our show. <laughs> That's our show. Steve was doing an impression of a, a creepy fan. Yes. And uh, we want to thank everybody at All Things Comedy. Thank you to Aaron. Uh, did you bring in the R this week? Is it Brungard or did you leave it off? Oh, it's there. All right. It's, it's not going anywhere. It should be silent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or you should put it differently. It should be Bung, Bung Grart. No, there should never be Bung in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try something different. Yeah. Aaron Brungart, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, moving his R around. Uh, 
freely. Freely. I don't think he should. I don't like how he moves his R around. But, but he uh, keeps his D right where it should be. That's yes. damn right. Yeah. Always For... to the left. <laughs> Always to the left. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. <laughs>